the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. God wants to cause great and mighty things to manifest in the life of you and me. Things that will cause us to be better people than we presently are, who live better lives than the ones presently lived by you and me. But some saints don't know or understand that many of the manifestation God wants to do will never be experienced by me and you until we experience the transformations God wants to cause to happen for me and you. Some manifestations require transformation to happen before they happen. So whenever we reject the transformation God wants to do for me and you, we also reject the manifestation God wants to do in the lives of me and you. That's why all of us should want every transformation God wants to happen to happen so that every one of the manifestation God wants to happen will happen. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. Come on, let's have some fun as we get into this thing that God has in store for me and you. So we can learn a little bit more about transformation and manifestation. So we can allow it to happen for me and you. Not just one, but both of them. That's what God wants to happen to me and you. That's what we're talking about right now. Transformation and manifestation. Two things that God desires for us to be experienced in our life. Transformation and manifestation. And he wants that thing to be accelerated in our lives. He wants us to be transformed quickly. So that the manifestation can come even more quickly. Into the midst of our lives like he wants to do. So come on, listen to what the word's going to say. And allow the Lord to transform you like he wants to. James chapter 1 is the foundational text. We're going to read that. Do a very brief review. Then we'll move forward into the day stuff, which is going to flat out bless you in Jesus' name. James chapter 1, begin reading at verse 16. It reads, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of life, with, who, with whom is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Notice, the gifts that God has for us are good gifts. Things that God has for us are good gifts. He calls them good. The word good right there we found out means good. But it's good in any sense. And that included senses that we would not even pick up with our own natural senses. Whereas it's good for us in ways that we don't even know is good. We found out it also translates a benefit. God says it'll be a benefit. Hallelujah. Regardless of what we think about it initially. God said it's a benefit. Which means that even after these things occur, we will see that it will be a benefit that they actually occurred. Because God has things for me and you, including in the things that he has in store for me and you, that are good and perfect gifts, 
are transformations. Not just manifestations, but transformations. Because as I've told you before, I'll tell you one more, many manifestations are awaiting the transformation. Because until there's a transformation, the manifestation can't happen. Until we're the person that we're supposed to be, the things will not come available to me. Excuse me, they will not come into the life of you and me. They're available, but they won't come into the life of you and me until the transformation occurs. So that's why it's important for us to be willing to be able to go through whatever transformation God has in store for me and you. So that he can position us to be the people that's ready for the things he wants to do for and through me and you. We learned already in First John that change is available to me and you to be better than we are now. Look at your neighbor and say, you mean we can be better than we are now? Ask him, ask him. Ask him. We can be better than we are right now. Praise God. In fact, we should want to be better than we are right now. Praise God. God started the transformation when we first got born again. When the Spirit of the Lord moved within, the transformation already began. That's when he recreated you in the image and likeness of God, fused you together with the living God. Made you one with the, live, with, with, the, with the living Christ. Not aware now the body of Christ. But that's the transformation that occurred on the inside. There's other transformations that God has in store for me and you. Because he's reconciling us unto himself. Changing us. So that we can be the people that he wants us to be. So that we can be able to live the abundant life that he has in store for you and me. He said I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's Zoe, the God kind of life. And many of us have not made it to that level of life. But God said I want to get you there. So that you could be able to receive all that he has in store for us up in here. God wants us to continue to be transformed until we become like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like him. That's what we all should say. Is that we want to be like Jesus. We want to be like him. Why? Because we found out he's the firstborn of many brethren. Which means that we're supposed to be one of the brethren that come after him. And we'll be just like him. Learning how to do what we do from looking at our father. And looking at our father by looking at Jesus and see what he do. That's why I said keep your eye fixed on him because he is the author and finisher of your faith. We got to allow ourselves to be transformed now by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our lives. So that God who started a work in me and you can continue that work and then complete that work in me and you. Last time we got together, we started looking at how this all happens and what we need to do for that to be able to happen. That's when we started talking about transformed in and by God's hands. Transform in and by God's hands. We found out we need to put our lives in God's hands and let God do what he do. Don't be afraid. Turn it over to the Lord and let him do what he do. First Peter chapter 5, we're still in review. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6 told us, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. God wants each and every one of us to humble ourselves. To humble ourselves means to make yourself low. But more specifically it means to bow your will and bow your way to what God has to say. To bow your will and bow your way to what God has to say. Which you quit being high minded. And standing up strong and leaning back like no I don't like what God says is wrong. No just humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And let him transform you. Because you can't transform you. Only he can. But after he do, then he will exalt you and raise you up in levels in life that you can never get to. We found out our humbling ourselves puts us in positions to be lifted up by God. That we'll get lifted up by God. By placing ourselves in God's hands and, and, and cooperating with him. Praise God. It will afford us the ability to be transformed 
because God is the one that will begin to start transforming us. We found out last time, God is the potter, we are the clay. God is the potter. He's the molder, the one that molds us into a form. We are the clay. And we're just supposed to submit ourselves to him and let him put us on that wheel and mold us his way. Because remember, he's the one that originally created us. And he's the one that knows what's making us not the us that we're supposed to be. So we got to allow him to begin to start working on you and me and molding us into the person that we ought to be. We found out the clay is not supposed to argue with the potter who's molding and fashioning. He ain't supposed to argue with the potter like you know more than him. Like you've been a God longer than him. Like you know what's right for you. When Leave it alone, Rodney. When you improved many times in your life, you didn't know what the heck you was doing. Now, we shouldn't argue with or fight against God while he's transforming us. We ought to just let him mold us, shape us. Don't fight with him. Don't argue with him. Learn to yield to him and let the Lord do what he do. Because God has... The right to do whatever he wants to do with me and you. We found out, praise God, last time he said, that Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge me and my generosity? Because see, we found out last time a lot of people are begrudging him. They resent the pleasure or good fortune that he's trying to bring into the midst of their life. That's why they murmur and complain about what he's doing in their life. God taking me through. I've been in the wilderness for a long time. Well, if I, my scriptures got anything got to do with this, we stayed in the scripture as long as our disobedience kept us there. Hallelujah. And our unbelief kept us there. That if we'd have just yielded to him, then we'd have, he'd have turned, they'd have turned a 40 year trip into a, it would have been a couple of weeks, praise God. Two and a half weeks, some theologians say. That's all it would have took for him to get there. But it's taken long because we want to stay wrong. Because we ain't supposed to be fat-mouthing, excuse me. We ain't supposed to be, continue to, amen, go ahead, fat-mouth. We ain't, we ain't supposed to be fat-mouthing against God while he's doing what he want to do in our lives. We ain't just, just stay on the wheel and let him, let him mold us. Turn to Isaiah chapter 29. We left off somewhere around there last time. Because we found out that the potter has power over the clay. He's strong enough to mold you. But see, some of us act like God don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. We act like the children of Israel did. Who would buck against him and wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do with them. They would say stupid stuff like the children of Israel said over here. Turn to Isaiah chapter 29. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're getting reading thir- verse 13. That's what they said back at that time. Some of us are doing the same thing today too. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. It says, Wherefore the Lord said, Forsake as much as this people draw near to He said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. In case y'all know what that means, in modern day it says they well churched. Because a lot of people are well churched. They done been in church enough that they know when to say amen and they know when to wave their hand. They know how to shake and quake. 
And they know what moves to make. But their heart is far from them. They're superficial, cardboard, corrugated Christians. They got a veneer of holiness and goodness. But up under there ain't nothing but particle board. That's what he said. He said, he said, read it again. Wherefore the Lord said. Who said? Okay, so that means he right. He said, for as much as this people draw near to me with their hand, with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Or another way of phrasing, they think they know something, they ain't, they'll find out they ain't seen nothing yet. Because I'm going to do a marvelous work in there. Isn't that interesting how God will choose hard-headed, rebellious, stubborn people to get done what he want to do? Look at your neighbor and say, that's why you in here too. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. God will choose hard-headed, rebellious, stubborn people to do what he going to do. New Testament put it this way. He said, I choose the foolish things to confound the wise. That basically means where everybody else would look at him and be like, nah, that's all right. I'm going to use them. God said, that's the one I want to use. No, mm -mm, that one ain't never going to turn out right. That's the one I want to use. That one right there is the last one chosen, if chosen, on the team. That's the one I'm going to select first to be on my team. Because I'm going to do a marvelous work in them. I'm going to do some stuff in them, for them, and through them that's going to blow everybody's mind. That way they ain't nobody going to be able to deny that they mind. Pause button on verse 15. He said, Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. And they say, Who seeth us? And who knoweth us? Who seeth us? And who knoweth us? Surely, surely your turning of things upright, upside down, shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work Say of him that made it, he made me not. Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, he had no understanding. Now nobody knows us like God knows us. I said nobody knows us like God knows us. Nobody knows us like God does. And nobody can mold us like he can. To the point that by the time he finished, it'll be a work that Everybody will stand up and testify about. About look at what God done done. Because he knows that there was a time where our hearts were removed from him. He said that they was removed from him. Verse 13. Wherefore the Lord said for sake for as much as this people draw near to me with their mouths and their lips do honor me. But have removed their heart from me. That word removed means widened in any dis direction. Widen. Where sometimes some of us on the inside, we can be f getting further and further 
away from God. And as we get further and further away from God, we get further and further away from the opportunity of being the people that we was always supposed to be. We get further and further away from the opportunity to be the real you and me that God designed us to be. And the reason why, because we ain't getting nowhere near the potter and let him do what he do with you and me. But oh, if the people would just put themselves in God's hand, then he would get to doing some stuff in their lives that nobody else can. The transformation God can and will do with us, if we cooperate with him, he said will be a marvelous work. It'll be a marvelous work. It'll be a wonder to those who see us afterwards. A wonder. A wonder is something to have folks scratching their head. Sitting there like, like say, what? They be going Scooby-Doo on me and you like, arr, arr. They just can't even comprehend it. They like, you? Arr? <laughs> you shaggy? God wants to do a transformation in us, y'all. God's transforming us as a potter transforms a clay can sometimes seem, though, like it turns our world upside down. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. Because y'all been like, yeah, I want that transformation. I want that now. I want it accelerated. Okay. Because sometimes when God's transforming us as the potter transforms the clay, sometimes it seems like it done turned our whole world upside down. That's because sometimes it does. The problem is, is that our world is what's actually upside down. And God's about to turn it right side up. Some of us got stuff, well, old folk used to say, but backwards. Old folk used to say, they can get away with it. Praise God. They used to say, baby, baby, your life but backwards. Which means that the, the things that should mean the most to you mean the least to you. And the things that you should have up front, you got up in the in the back. And they say, y'all butt backwards. That's what they used to say to you. They say, you look at you and say, baby, you all butt backwards right now. And then when you say it to you, they say it to you, you get a little attitude. You be like, huh? You be thinking like, grandmama, you just don't know. Granddaddy, you don't know. Old babe, old man, old duke, you don't know. But they know. Because they probably spent half their life butt backwards before they finally figured it out. And they're trying to help you now. And they're looking at you. But backwards. Look at your neighbor and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Problem is, our, our life usually is all out of order. It's all out of a line with what it should be. But God looked at us with old crooked, but backwards living life. And he said, I could do something with thee. I could turn your whole life around. I could put things back in their proper order. I could th- stand things back up straight. And I can do a marvelous work in you. Problem is, is that our life is what's out of order and what's out is out of alignment. But remember the Bible says every man think he right in his own eyes. So your 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 thinking that you're right has to be superseded by knowing God is right. Your thinking that you're right has to be superseded by knowing God is right. Let his, your knowing he's right supersede your thinking that you're right. To the point that you're willing to lay down your thinking, bow your will and bow your way to what the God has to say. And just do what he said. Because he's just putting it in his proper order when he seems like he's turning your life upside down. He's actually just putting it in his proper order and aligning things the way that they always should be. 
Turn to Psalms number 138, please. You're going to be like, whoa, what in the world is going on? And you're going to struggle to get back in what you think is balance. I said you're going to struggle to get back in what you think is balance. But God is going to be putting things in their proper balance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms number 138. Begin reading. Let's read stanza number 8. See, God will perfect the things in our lives that need to be perfected. When we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and put our lives in his hand like he wants us to do, God will commence to perfecting those things that need to be perfected in me and you. Psalms number 138, stanza number 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Two parts of this that we need to pay attention to. Let's work on the first part first. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. That word perfect right there means to end, as in bring to completion. To end, as in bring to completion. See, God will bring to an end things in our lives that aren't completed the way that they should be completed in our lives. God will bring them to an end. Things we know about, things we don't know about. But he does. He knows what, what it is. He knows how it's supposed to be. I say he knows how it's supposed to be. And he'll bring it to completion in your life if you let him do it. He'll perfect those things that concerneth you. God will bring to an end things in our lives that he knows aren't completed in us, that he knows need to be completed in us to do the things that he desires us to do. God knows the things that are not completed in you that need to be completed in you in order to do the things he wants you to do. Things that he got called, that he's calling you to do. The things that he's got planned for you to do. But what you got to do is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Turn your life over to him. And just let him begin to start perfecting things in you. And begin to start completing in you things that are not complete in you. That he no need to be complete in you. Before you can do the things that he wants you to do. Things that are in the way of the promotion. That you might desire. And that he already desires to give you too. But he ain't going to give you. Until them things are perfected in you. See God is not like man. Man will accept you. Incomplete. And then promote you incomplete. God won't. Until you have what he want. The way he wants it. He ain't making a move. I say he ain't making a move. Man man, will promote anything breathing. Anything breathing. But God. Before he move you into what he has in store for you. He's going to make sure that you have everything necessary. To be successful. He ain't going to send you into something without what you need. He's going to send you in there with everything you need. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing what God's Word is saying about the transformation and manifestation that God wants to do in and for me and you. I hope even more that your faith is rising in the fact that all the transformations and manifestations God wants to do for me and you really are something God wants to do for me and you, especially since the Bible is so clear about it. So come on, saints of God. Let's believe God's word is true so God can do what he wants to do in the lives of me and you. Let's let God bring all the transformations and manifestations in our lives that he wants to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. 
We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got something for all of you that are in San Antonio surrounding areas to do. I invite all of you to an exciting conference that'll be held at Word of Faith next week. It's called Faith of Fire. It's where we'll find up the flame of the faith of God within you. It starts next week, Wednesday, July 6th, and runs through Saturday, July 9th. The opening service will be held Wednesday evening at 6.45 p.m. Thursday and Friday, services are at 10 a.m., 12 noon, and 6.45 p.m. Ladies, Faith of Fire ends on that Saturday with a woman's breakfast fellowship at 9.30 a.m., where you ladies will be fed naturally with an awesome all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you. Then you'll be fed spiritually with an anointed Word of God ministered just for you. Nursery and VIP transportation service are available for every service. Children's Church will be held at the evening services. All at no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So be sure to mark your calendar so that you don't miss this awesome time of Word and Worship at Word of Faith San Antonio with saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. Come on through and bring some other saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. You and your guest faith will be set on fire at the Faith of Fire Conference at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.